We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get into it. Uh, it's been a long time since I left you without a dope to step two. But I'm about to get into it with you right now, man. You know, a long time ago, my dad told me, son, no matter what's going on, your, on in your life, you have to choose. Happiness. He said happiness is a choice. And I remember when he told me, I really didn't have a clear understanding of what he meant. And it wasn't until I went through a few things as an adult that I understood, wow, man, you're right. There is a way to still be happy in the midst of trials, tribulations, things not being as good as they used to be, transition, whatever it is. And that's what I want for Notre Dame fans. That would be my prayer for Notre Dame fans, like the entire fan base. So when I look at a situation that faces us now, it takes me back to Tuesday night. As I sat there and I watched Justin Scott play with St. Ignatius, the Wolfpack, against Montini Catholic, come away with a double-digit win. I watched him defend twos and threes on the perimeter and I watched his lateral quickness and his explosion, and I started picturing it on a Saturday, a nice brisk fall Saturday in South Bend, Indiana. And then I got a chance to talk to the young man. So when I talked to the young man, he was very clear with his intent on what he wanted to do. He wanted to focus on basketball because they do have a team that is capable of making a deep run in the state playoffs. Very capable. Sophomore, point guard, Phoenix Gill, who's a big-time 
Illinois Power Five prospect offers from Illinois, Michigan State, all types of teams around the Power Five in college basketball. Sophomore son of Kendall Gill. Baron Browning, upperclassman, big, rugged three, can handle the ball, can shoot, defends his butt off. They have size down there. Besides Justin Scott, and they have a nice little bench. They go about eight, nine deep. So, yeah, they can make a run. For him to tell me, I really want to focus on basketball, and then after basketball, probably make a couple of more visits and then make my decision because I'm, you know, I dropped the top eight because I was ready to get it over with. And, you know, uh, the pro- I'm ready to get, you know, I'm just ready to get the process done. Okay. And he starts telling me about the things that he's looking for. NIL is like, yeah, I'm a five-star. I understand it's part of the conversation. But let me tell you about some of the things that have impressed me from the trips that I've been on. And he starts to talk about some of the things that have stayed with him and impressed him. Leave there and ultimately I come away with what I always knew. What I always knew. Nothing has changed. Like this kid is the same kid that he was this time last year when I was talking to him just over a little, just under a year ago. And he was sitting waiting for Notre Dame to make an offer. Like, man, to the point where it was like, Man, I, man, to the point where I had to tell him, like, dude, the offer's coming. The offer's coming. And he's just like, all right, he's a five-star. March 17th comes. They send out the offers to the 24 kids. Justin Scott doesn't get one. He's a five-star. I mean, I don't know. So as a kid from Chicago who always had Notre Dame at the top of the list, I don't know. Maybe it would have made me feel a certain way. I don't know. But this kid stayed true. He's the same. You talk to him today, the love for Notre Dame, anytime you mention Notre Dame or anything about it, the gleam in his eye, the little smile comes on his face. He can't hide it. As much as I think Things have been mishandled. He still can't hide the love that he has for Notre Dame. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And so I came away from that and went on Irish Breakdown the very next day with Brian and Ryan and literally talked about what this young man's plans were and where Notre Dame sat. That same night when he left me, he went and did an interview with rivals. The interviewer, because uh, I think it, I, I think it was Clint Cosgrove to give him credit. I'm not sure if it was, but I believe it was Cosgrove. Starts off the interview by saying, "You were considered a Notre Dame lean for the longest." Now this is something I wrote about on Irish Breakdown when he visited over the summer. You can go check the article out. After his visit, I wrote, he's a Notre Dame lean, has been all the time, has been since he waited for an offer back in February of 2022 when I was talking to him. Not only that, his family is huge on education, spearheaded by his mom, and last but not least, it's going to be tough to get him out of the Midwest. Because that's really his desire, to be able to play and be near his family. And lo and behold, at that time, his top schools were Ohio State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Michigan. And if you ask me today what his top schools were, I would tell you Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State. We'll get to the Bulldogs in a second. Notre Dame blitzes Chicago on Friday and Indiana. They stop by to see the coaches at St. Ignatius. He has a game that night. So I'm talking to him after the game. And while I'm talking to him, he posts on social media that he's going to make a decision and his announcement on the 31st of January. Now, why is this shocking? It's shocking, number one, because it was totally out of nowhere 
And two, that's not what he just told me Tuesday. So there had to be something seismic that took place between Tuesday and Friday night that got his emotions to the point to where he felt like, I'm ready to make a decision. Now, the only thing that I can think of that could have that much weight on his heart and his mind was the Notre Dame coaches showing up in mass on Friday. I talked to him Friday night. I said, yo, today meant a lot to you, didn't it? His response was, definitely. Yeah, definitely. My next question was, you pretty much know where you want to go. You're close, huh? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real close. I didn't need to ask him anything else. So I backed off. I said it on Monday on the recruiting show. I'm pretty confident in knowing what's going to happen on the 31st. Like people could be skeptical. People can have PTSD when it comes to Notre Dame recruiting. Let's talk about that for a second because it goes back to my original point. You choose to be in that mindset. Happiness is a choice. I've been a Notre Dame fan since the early 80s. Do you understand the amount of tough losses, disappointing losses? Picking up magazines from the mailbox with loose emoji talking about lost recruits, recruits that went to the awards dinner that ultimately didn't choose Notre Dame. The loss of Randy Moss, the loss of a Thomas Jones to Virginia. Recruits not choosing Notre Dame at the last minute. You know how many disappointments I've gone through as a Notre Dame fan? My suggestion is learn how to move on, man. My heart is connected to Notre Dame like anybody else. When Peyton Bowen was going through his theatrics, I'm not choosing to dwell on that. I'm not choosing to dwell on that. I'm not. When Keon Keeley, leading up to his decommitment, when the buzz was out there, doesn't change my outlook on Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame. Would I love to have him as part of the program? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I choose to be happy about what's going on, regardless of what the trimmings are or what the situation is. I just choose to look at it that way. It's my choice. I'm not about to be a pessimist. Got too much to be thankful for. Personally, and as a Notre Dame fan. Because I think I've got my return on investment from what I've put into Notre Dame as a fan. Even without the national championship, I got a pretty good return on investment. Pretty good. I can complain about Brian Kelly, but guess, Brian Kelly, what you did, the doldrum you brought Notre Dame from, what I gave as a fan, I appreciate it. Pretty good return on investment. Even picked up a brother. A true brother in life named Malik Zaire. I'm cool with it. No national championship, but I'm cool with the return on my family. I'm happy. 
I choose to be happy. Here's the key. The young man got emotional about an event and said, man, I'm ready to make a decision. Here's the key. I don't know if you ever played spades. But Notre Dame is doing a great job in college football. They put college football on notice. Because recruiting is just like spades. And you have to know what's in your hand and you have to know how to play it. And Notre Dame knows it's only a certain time in that game where you're going to get dealt that hand. And Notre Dame has been dealt a great hand. That great hand is 315 pounds, 6'5", and he's an hour and a half from campus. And he just happens to be the five-star that grew up as a huge Notre Dame fan and has been a huge Notre Dame lean for almost two years. This is when you get like five, six spades in your hands. That's what Notre Dame hit on early with Justin Scott. Now, I wish Notre Dame had played their spades a little bit earlier. Because if they had played their spades a little bit earlier, in my opinion, this recruitment would be over. See, when you play the spades earlier, you pull spades from everybody else. Because they don't have as many as you do. Because you got six or seven in your hand. And once you pull that spades, you can leave with whatever suit and just pull all the book, rest of the books. See, I don't like people that have the spades in their hand and hold on to the spades. Unfortunately, that's what Notre Dame did in this recruitment. They had the spades, but they decided to hold on to the spades. See, when you hold on to your spades, they you give your opponent the opportunity to win books with bull crap cards. In other words, you let that book slide. And they let some things slide with Justin Scott. They let Michigan slide in and get a little bit closer. They let Ohio State slide in and get a little bit closer. They allowed Nick Saban and Alabama to come into play. They allowed Deion Sanders and Colorado to come into play. And you know they coming with NIL straight ahead. They don't have anything else that they can really win the war with, Colorado. Then you let USC, and how much, this is his, Justin Scott's words, he loves the campus. He loves the architecture of the campus and the buildings and the weather. You let all of that come into play because you held on to the spades when you could have just bled everybody dry and ended this thing early. So what happens when you hold on to the spades? Sometimes you might not have the highest spade. Because their partner literally might not have a spade, which means the, your opponent, even though they don't have six or seven, they have four. And they just might have two of the highest spades 
out of the suit. So you can mess around and throw a spade out there. You can mess around and throw that ace out there and it get caught by the little joker. You can mess around and throw that little joker out there and it get caught by the big joker. See, that's what happens when you hold on to your spades. Let me tell you the great thing about this. Justin Scott deletes his tweet about his announcement on yesterday. I don't care if he did delete that tweet. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the fact that he wants to play near home. It doesn't, doesn't change the fact that he's been a Notre Dame lean for the longest. It doesn't change the fact that his family is all about education and that's what they're leaning on. And it doesn't change the fact that he's talking about culture, coaching, and accountability as the main things he's looking for. None of that has changed. I said it in 2022 during the summer. I said it during the season. As we approach the season, I said it after I talked to the man last week. Nothing's changed. He has been the same person. But what we do see is that he can be impacted by certain things. It's a teenager. It's a teenager. He got emotional. Put out a tweet. Said he was ready. Felt good. You know where you want to go? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I know where I want to go. I'm close. Real close. All right. Notre Dame fans go crazy. For what? What's changed? So what if he doesn't make the announcement on January 31st? What's changed? You know what's wild about it? What's wild about it is when I gave the intel from Tuesday and then gave the intel from Friday, the majority of you still had doubts. Even when he tweeted out he was making his announcement, most of you didn't even believe it was Notre Dame. So if you didn't believe it was Notre Dame then, why are you worried about him deleting the tweet? You were pessimistic then. I can see if you were like me. In a happy place. And then you saw the tweet deleted. I can see you saying, oh, what's going on? But most of you were pessimistic in the first place. So what's the big deal? January 31st, February 1st, February 8th, March the 2nd. Who cares when the announcement comes? You just wanted to be Notre Dame. If it comes on National Signing Day in December, you just wanted to be Notre Dame. Who cares? Who cares? Because you didn't know what he was going to choose anyway. You made that clear. <coughs> Excuse me. You made that clear. But nothing has changed with the parameters of his recruitment. You know what happened? A young man, once again, emotionally responded to a visit. And wait a minute. This is my advice to you. I've been with my wife 
31 years. Combination of dating and marriage. 31. High school sweethearts. Childhood loves, whatever you want to call it. Been through some stuff. Breakups. Tough times. Trying to build careers together. Tough times. Budgeting to get to a happy place. But we're happier now than we've ever been. You know why? Because we learned that lesson that my father gave me. Your happiness is a choice. And right now, as that young man deleted that tweet, Notre Dame fans, you have a choice to be happy. There's too many things in this recruitment of this young man that you can focus on to be happy about than to be worried about a darn tweet being deleted. He's still a Notre Dame lean. He's still from the city of Chicago. He still goes to a prestigious Catholic school with plenty of Notre Dame alum. And he's surrounded by people that want him to go to Notre Dame. His mother loves Notre Dame because her main topic and her main issue is education. And that's his best friend. That's who he leans on the most. On top of the fact that obviously a visit from Marcus Freeman meant the hell of a lot. You got all of that that's happened. And the fan base wants to go crazy over a tweet that was deleted. So what? If it's not 31st of January, I don't, who cares when it happens? He originally told me that more than likely it was going to be after the basketball season ends in Illinois. That's March. I don't care when it happens. As long as the parameters stay the same, Notre Dame is in a darn good place. Who cares when it happens? Who cares? So choose to be happy about the young man's recruitment instead of focusing on something that means absolutely nothing. The big dogs walked in the door and said, we want you. Who wouldn't respond to that? Who? Tell me who. The two-time champions, who, by the way, responded to Notre Dame. See? This, see? this is why I love what Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame are doing. They're causing panic. See, because Georgia and Alabama, they like to slow play stuff. You know why? Because they're used to Notre Dame and Brian Kelly not really giving a darn about guys like this. Not really going after guys like this aggressively. That's what they're used to. And they kind of got the same vibe from Notre Dame. But then all of a sudden, Notre Dame got uber aggressive. And Kirby Spartan and his staff saw that tweet Friday night, and they panicked. And they said, oh, we can't. Wait a minute. Hold on. What's going on? He's ready to announce. And we haven't even, yo, we haven't really talked to him. We haven't gotten down here to Athens. We got to do something. We got to get up there to Chicago. The rest of college football is reacting to Marcus Freeman. It's just not the Justin Scott thing. Go look at how many schools have offered kids after Notre Dame offered them the past week. What Notre Dame has learned 
from this Justin Scott thing. You know what? We got to get in early and play our spades much earlier. And then we can slide some things through towards the end. That's why they're offering 25 kids. They had a 25 receiver on campus. Now all of a sudden, Michigan wants to offer them. Another Big Ten school wants to offer them. But his mom has already tweeted, a fantastic time. We love Notre Dame. Notre Dame needs to keep playing those spades early. Take advantage of the situation. You're going to catch some of these giants in college football sleep at the wheel. And that's exactly what Notre Dame did when it came to Justin Scott. They caught Kirby Smart in Georgia sleep at the wheel. So now Georgia panics, gets up here, and the advantage of being the big dog is, yo, you can walk up to the club and go straight to VIP and not stand in line. You're the big dog. They win. They had their say. Tweet comes down. Working to get them down to Athens for a visit. Here's the key. The young man is still the young man. He's a young man that's a family man. He's a young man that's a Midwest man at heart. And he has plenty of integrity. He's never told me one thing that he didn't follow through on. Not one. Since the time I started talking to him. Not one. And I'm a pretty good judge of character. And if I was him, and Georgia walked through the door, you're darn right I'm listening. I'd be a fool not to. But just because I listen, doesn't mean I'm going anywhere. I got to listen. See, this is where you have to choose happiness, right? Been with my wife 31 years. Fabulous relationship. My wife is fine, dude. A lot of you probably look at me now and say, well, man, Sean, I'll kick this coverage. I just put on weight. I was that dude when I was younger. So I pulled her because I could pull her. She's fine. And when she goes out, whether she's with me or she's with her girls, I don't ask her to cover up. She has a fantastic figure. Show your shoulders, baby. Show those beautiful legs. Show them track legs. Show those thighs. Be you. You love yourself, dress like it. Go kill them. Because regardless of whether or not you're with me, you represent me. You know what I love the most? I love when she goes out. Because I know others are going to look. I know dudes are going to stare. Because she's fine. And when I see dudes staring, it makes me feel better. Because I don't want to be with nobody that nobody else wants. I don't want you. If nobody else wants you. you I'm happy she's fine. I'm happy dudes still try to come at her. Even though she has her wedding ring on. 
Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I've walked up on her at the mall. Dude's trying to talk to her. I don't walk up like, yo, what's up with this? I stand back to let her handle it. Because I'm confident. I'm confident. Notre Dame fans, be confident in what you got with Justin Scott. Don't be that dude that sees Georgia walking up, looking at Justin Scott, fawning over Justin Scott, falling in love with Justin Scott, telling Justin Scott, man, I see you got that little ring on your finger, but what's up? Can we be friends? Let Justin Scott handle it. Let him handle it. Because he's shown himself to be a young man of integrity. Let him handle it. Because regardless of January the 31st, February the 2nd, whatever date, I still believe he's coming home. See, that's why I'm cool. She can go out, go out with her girls. Heck, she's been to Jamaica with her girls. She's been to Barbados with her girls. She's been to Aruba with her girls. I'm talking about my wife. I'm cool. Go kick it. Have a blast. Because I know you're coming home. And when you get home, I, yeah, I know you missed me. I know you did. I know. I know. Couldn't stop thinking about me, could you? I know. So let Georgia talk. They can do all that talking. He still has Notre Dame on his mind. Still has Notre Dame in his heart. Still talks to his best friend, Cam Williams, just about every day. Still responding to Cam Williams and CJ Carr's Instagram posts the way he did. That didn't change. He didn't delete those tweets, did he? Go look at those tweets. Did he delete his responses to their tweets? When he put up the clover, did he delete that? I didn't think so. Yo, choose to be happy, man. That's my suggestion. That's my prayer for all Notre Dames in the fan base. Notre Dame has given us enough to be happy about, even if we haven't had a championship since 1988. Be happy. Even with Keon Keeley and Peyton Bowen, be happy. Because Justin Scott is Justin Scott. Don't be that. Insecure fan base. They can't see the good and what's going on. They can only focus on a tweet deleted about an announcement. It's not worth it. Be happy. Because going into February, the class already sits at seven. And Notre Dame's probably going to hit double digits in commitments. And it'll only be February. We haven't even gotten to the spring visits. And they might be halfway through with a class that's probably going to sit around 22 to 23 recruits. So what are we really talking about? Be happy. You didn't have your quarterback last year until December. You have your five-star quarterback. Be happy. You didn't have your first receiver. 
until the spring summer. You already got a five star that's ranked in the top 50. Be happy. You didn't have a four or five star number one all purpose back in the class. You do. Be happy. You didn't have a big time tackle in the class this early last year. You do with Peter Jones. Be happy. And you got a big 6'5", 315-pound, five-star that adores Notre Dame. So what if he goes to Athens? Athens, at the end of the day, just doesn't add up with the main things on his list. Be cool with other schools hawking and scant and scant staring at your girl. It's cool. It's cool. Okay, Kirby, you panicked? Realize, hey, yo, we got to at least try. Kirby knew what was up. Kirby knew what that decision more than likely was about to be. So cool. Let Kirby. Throw out that little jerker too early. That's what my tweet meant last night. Because they don't have the big joker because Georgia does not match up with his wants. But what he said and what he's looking for, that ain't Georgia. Georgia just happens to be the two-time national champions. That's who they are. And they got a darn good track record with interior linemen. It is what it is. Yeah. That would get your attention. It would definitely get my attention. But to react the way the fan base reacted to the deleting of a tweet, you would think you all knew where he was going. And based upon the intel I gave Tuesday and Friday and Monday on the recruiting show, you still had doubts. You still had doubts. So what's the problem? So what he deleted a tweet. So what Georgia came to see him? It was panic time. They didn't have a choice. They had to come in and probably offer and throw everything at them. So have confidence. Let them in. Justin, go handle your business. Do your due diligence. Do what you got to do. Because Georgia was here. But Tommy would be in the building on Thursday. Because Notre Dame didn't just make a visit and think, that it was over. Mm -mm. Tommy would be here Thursday. More than likely, somebody else would be there the following week. And somebody else would be there the following week. As Justin Scott knows, go do what you got to do. This is home. And we ain't going nowhere. This is home. Just the opinions. I'm Sean Davis. That's all. So be happy. Notre Dame has given us all plenty.
to be happy about for the investment we poured into them as fans. They ain't Notre Dame. We are ND. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's it. That's all I have to say about Justin Scott and his recruitment. Notre Dame is on the road. As I said, Tommy Reese, he is in Chicago for most of the week. Definitely, he's going to be checking in on people, 24 and 25 kids here. Then I think he's going to get up to Minnesota to see the wide receiver, Daniel Friedrich. Al Golden's on the road. Checking out Jalen McClain out in West Orange, New Jersey. Dylan McCullough is on the road down in the Dirty Dirty, Dirty South. Looking at some running backs. Chancey Stuckey, man, he's going to the Lou. Going to the Lou. Jeremiah McClellan, Ryan Wingo, Jared Parker. He's going to the state of Tennessee. Checking on talent down there. And then Harry Heastan. He's going to be on the East Coast checking out talent. And while they're checking out talent, they're sending out offers to the 25 class. Once again, getting good hands and playing their spades early. That's how we're going to get it done, right? I think Chris O'Leary is also on the road in Texas looking in on uh, Nigel Smith, who's another big-time defensive tackle that's very important in this class. So just a few names for you guys to keep tabs on. As we move forward, Mike Mickens going back to the same school and not the same school, but the same state that produced Benjamin Morrison to look at a kid named Jeremiah Newcomb from Castile out there in Arizona. And if Mike Mickens is looking at him, I trust him. Same thing with Harry Heastan. That's why I didn't understand the backlash from the offer that went out to Prescott, kid from uh, Indiana, talking about he's a three-star. Doesn't make me a difference. Just watch. Look, what we're going to do, we're going to cut up tape from the San Francisco-Dallas game. And we're going to send that out to every offensive line prospect and say, if you want to be an elite offensive lineman in the NFL, watch these three dudes. They were all taught by this man right here, who just happens to be the offensive line coach in Notre Dame. That's it. You don't have to say anything else. 
I'm not saying anything else. Super chats and questions. I think, Greg, I saw you posted one. Let me try and find it. I'm not sure. There it is. I'm not sure I started. Let's go. <laughs> That's what's up, Greg. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for sowing that seed, man. Thank you for sowing that seed. I got Doma Wap. Sean, what is your faith in Tommy Reese quickly developing Sam Hartman into the ND system? You know, that's a good question. Um, maybe we can get into that on RTCF on Saturday because I don't know if it's going to be more on Tommy Reese or more on Sam Hartman in that transition, right? Sam Hartman is experienced enough and is going through enough drills to know the intricacies of playing quarterback. But getting used to certain things, terminology, that's that's him. Like from, from now, when he's on campus, going through training with Matt Bayless, go watch yesterday's show when Malik talked about the difference between what Kenny Minchie's going to go through and what all of the other early enrollees are going to go through. It's going to be different because he's a quarterback. And I'm sure it's going to be the same thing with Tommy Reese. And the pressure's on Tommy Reese because he has developed Tyler as well, right? And they don't have a quarterback coach. So he takes on that added pressure. And I think he's going to lean heavily on the experience of Sam Hartman to kind of make the transition on his own with a little bit of help, right? What they're banking on is he can make the throws. Like learn the playbook, get familiar, lean on the play action, lean on the running game, and use your accuracy, that elite accuracy down the field, to make big time plays in the passing game. Sean, what about Tobias? Is it the routes he runs, his hands, or missed opportunities that he can get more touches? I'm gonna be honest with you, ND for life. The entire wide receiver room didn't get opportunities because of the quarterback play. I'm just keeping it a buck. I'm keeping it a buck. Syracuse game, I know for a fact that he ran two seam routes that he was wide open and the ball was just late. Ball was just late. As simple as that. He had a ball. Tyler threw a nice ball in the Gator Bowl. I think either I would love to hear him talk about it. Either he was injured or hurt and didn't expect the ball, or either he didn't see the ball because of the sun. But Tyler threw a darn good ball and took a good shot. So that would have been another opportunity. I believe Sam Hartman can be a top five quarterback if our O-line is steady and better. Hey, if he is, that bowls well for Notre Dame. That bowls well for Notre Dame. Uh, are we talking about, well, I'm assuming you're talking about the transfers. Uh, Baptiste, edge rusher, looking for him to come off the edge and apply pressure. Depth at that position. They should go four or five deep. And I think as far as rushing the passer, 
they're going to be okay next year. I really do. I really do. And I think he's looking for more of an opportunity to get more stats and show himself in that area as he tries to matriculate into the NFL. So I feel confident with Baptiste. I saw he got his first haircut from Julio Cuts on Monday as well. So, uh, and then you can go watch the interview with Thomas Harper, the newest safety, nickel safety. We interviewed him last week. Great interview. He was locked into the Gator Bowl, and he's locked into what they want him to do. So he talked about that. You can go watch the show from last week with Thomas Harper. I like both of the pickups. I do. I like both of the pickups. Hey, Kaiser Sosa, I believe with, I agree with you. This is, in my opinion, on a lot of areas, in a lot of areas, the program is in a really good spot. And Jay Henry, hey, this is what I do, bro. I'm a professional for a decade in this. I don't necessarily like doing it solo, but if I have to, I, I rock out and do it, especially to make sure you guys get the content. All right. More than likely, Malik is going to want to do a show later on. I can pretty much guarantee it. So we might have O and another thing tonight. O and another thing. I'll let you guys know on the Twitter handle and set it up. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, don't forget, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Smash that like button. Hit the share page. Let everybody know, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Go over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, set up the automatic download, download all, download all of our great content. CFB Nation, State of Recruiting is also over there. And don't forget everything in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. You already know. We do what we do. We spin it different. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Talking about Petty. Oh, man. So, you know, we were talking about the young man who was on the Alabama basketball team, and I said I really wasn't sure, and the information came out after the show that he actually supplied the gun and in, in the uh, shooting and um, he's still an idiot. That makes him an even bigger idiot in my mind. And he has a lifetime ticket. Lifetime ticket on the petty train. You don't even have to ask. He's on there. Whomever we put on there from this day forward, he's on the petty train right there with them. 
Baltimore Ravens. I really wasn't on this side until recently. But at this point, thank you, David. I appreciate you. Look, man. <laughs> I understand you don't like fully guaranteed contracts. <clears throat> but $133 million guaranteed for a former MVP of the league, someone has kept you pretty much at the top of the division in the playoffs on an annual basis, and then having incentives to get it up or bump it up to $200 million, that ain't it. That's, that's not it. My opinion, Lamar Jackson deserves better than that. He deserves better than that. If you just can't guarantee 70% of the contract for someone that's pretty much the franchise, the offense, and is probably asked to do more than any other quarterback in the AFC, I don't know what else you need to see. I don't. I don't. So, yeah, man. Great show. See you guys tomorrow. Go over to the brothers over at Iris Breakdown. Lock in with them. We got plenty of recruiting coming up. We'll be putting up stuff on the message board, reaching out to these 24 and 25 recruits, and just getting information back on their offers. I'll let you know if we go tonight. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great Wednesday, but most of all, you got to spend it different.